This is the Tuesday, August 31st edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. Another light card here, but we still have you covered with a few plays in and out in less than 10 minutes like we always promise. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham on this final day of August, a month that Seemingly just flew by, but here we are, and we have some football news, Tyler, with Mac Jones getting the official nod and Cam Newton released by New England. I can't believe Newton was released. Maybe Bill Belichick's doing him a favor to see if he can catch on somewhere else where there's a, a significant QB battle or question mark. But the value now from our girl Anita Marks pounding the table for Mac Jones, rookie of the year, is gone. Um, if Bill Belichick believes in Mac Jones, I, I, I'll, I'll tail Belichick. I was bullish on this Patriots team at the win total of nine and a half, being a playoff team as well. And Mac did look good in the preseason, but that is preseason. The real bullets start flying, so we'll see if he can uh, carry that over. I think if you're uh, a fantasy player, if you like season-long props, I think some value now comes to the wide receivers of the Patriots, like Nelson Aguilar, maybe Nikhil Harry. I think Mac Jones is going to access more of their um, capabilities than Cam Newton could. And then Damian Harris, I think his touchdown prop, you may want to look at that and uh, think about the over there because now Mac Jones is not a threat in the red zone to steal some, you know, vulture some short touchdowns. Uh, and Harris can be relied on as a guy who maybe gets more opportunities with Newton uh, out of New England. Yeah, I can't fault you for all that. That's very, you know, simplified logic, and it makes sense. I, I'm, I, I've always said this: whoever Belichick decides, I'm on board with. He's the goat, and uh, Mac Jones has looked great. I think this team's going to be a well-oiled machine because it's going to be a defense. It's going to be kind of like those early New England teams. Maybe they're good enough to go to the postseason and make a run because obviously they have a very competitive division, but I do like uh, what they've done in the offseason. I think there's value there in the market at 30-1, to one, things like that, plus 350 to win the AFC East. There's just a lot to like with this New England team heading into the season. I think Belichick on revenge mode. As for today's slate, um, I'm on my favorite play is the under four in the first five for the Dodgers and Braves. I, I'd lean L.A. as well on the run line. Because I think if that if they're going to get the break out the bats, it's going to be against a righty in Charlie Morton. But he should have really good stuff here. And Bueller's been fantastic lately. I'm going to go first four, uh, first five under four there. Uh, one of my favorite plays uh, is the Rockies and Rangers under eight and a half. Uh, I was talking about this yesterday, and we have the exact same scenario. And I'm going to go right back to it. It did hit yesterday with a total of seven. Uh, the Rockies. The worst road offense, surprise, surprise, in Major League Baseball. They're dead last, 30th in average, on-base, slugging, OPS. Um, the Texas Rangers, meanwhile, their offense is nothing that inspires confidence either after Joey Gallo is gone. Plus, Austin Gomber is pitching for the Rockies. He, like uh, yesterday starter, Herman Marquez, a pretty good, decent real-life pitcher. He's a lefty, though, and what makes me even more confident that uh, this might go under on the uh, Rangers' side as well as the Rangers are dead last in OPS against left-handed pitching this season. So a lot of things lining up for me to attack the exact same number and play as I did yesterday under eight and a half. You know, it's funny. I'm on the over in the first five. Very small play, though. I think uh, a couple of those, both those pitchers could get lit up. I agree with you that the offenses are terrible. I love that you nailed the under yesterday. Um, but that's one that, yeah, I might lean on the over the first five. Could thread the needle as well. Any other baseball for you? Yeah, the Yankees and the uh, Angels, I think the total's nine and a half. Um, Noah Tani pitching. It's uh, Barria for the Angels and Tyone for the Yankees. 
the Angels have been one of the quiet, better over teams in baseball this season. We know the Angel or the Yankees, pardon me, now have a deeper lineup and guys like Stanton and Judge seem to be waking up here a little bit. So I think we could see a uh, slugfest in that one with Tyon, who's been a pitcher who's disappointed this season, and Berea being a guy who's just a guy. All right, good stuff. I'm going to wrap things up. Nice card in the WNBA tonight. A few games here. Only one I really like. That's on the Fever plus four and a half at home. Um, they've been lights out uh, in terms of ATS. They've covered nine of 11. Did not cover the last game out, but that was sort of to be expected. That was uh, They had to face the uh, Aces coming off a, a tough, poor performance, so it was just like a bad situation. But now they're catching the Sparks on a lengthy road trip in L.A., Obviously better as they get a little bit healthier now, but they've still lost three straight. A drop down in competition after playing the Connecticut Sun in back-to-back games, but still, I'll take the Fever plus four and a half on their home court. A team that is not very good. A lot of losses this year. Started the year, what, 1-15 or something like that, but they've been a nice cover machine of late, so I'll take the Fever plus the points. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you back on Daily Wager TV style, 6 Eastern all week, including tonight, but we're on ESPN News this week as well. (laughs) 